1: And welcome to episode 28 of My Week in Cars, the Autocar podcast with me, Matt Pryor, and him, Stephen Cropley. Hello, Steve.
0: Matthew, how are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Very well. Survived to 28. What about Amazing, that? Amazing, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And over the next half an hour or thereabouts, Steve and I are going to be talking our respective Autocar columns, plus lots of other stuff. You can write to us, at haymarket.com is the email, if you want to send us your correspondence. And Richard Stockwell has done that. Steve, you uh, were with Richard the other week at the Lotus Emira evening at the British Motor Museum, which was excellent. Please do similar, he says. Well, we'll, we'll do that. We will do that, won't we? We'll do more.
0: Yeah, we, we could do it with a few ideas, couldn't we? I yeah. mean, if, uh, you know, anyone that wants to suggest stuff would much appreciate it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it was an evening with some Lotus chiefs and some readers, uh, Richard among them. His question he didn't manage to get round to because there were so many. It was such an engaging evening. But his, he says, his question says, his Question to the Lotus team panel would have been something along the lines of do you design a car with a cost slash sales value predetermined and therefore let the bean counters influence design? He puts in, in brackets or do you uh, sorry in, in quote marks or do you design the car and then cost sales value benchmark, uh, etc. once the optimum design is done? The question applies to the Lotus Amira could, could be feasibly any new car, any design. What do you think, Steve?
0: Well I reckon people set out with a with a target don't they they mm. you know if you're going to design up an amira for example you know you you know the price you know the you know the cost to build you know approximately how many you want to make um they go on a lot don't they car manufacturers are about cost to build they mm. you know they're very exacting about uh, w- working out exactly what all the materials are going to cost and then add the rest on so I think it's I think it's a matter of seeing the gap and then filling it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember chatting to Matt Becker when he was at Aston Martin when we gave him or somebody or Aston an award, I think, for something a few years ago. And I said, "Where do you where do you start?" And he said, "Well, we sit down in a meeting and we draw up a list of I think there were fifty or seventy, and depends on the company how many they have parameters that you want, and that can be right down to wheelbase and width and height and whatever it should be doing." and uh yeah cost will be inevitably a part of that i think
0: but i bet the i bet you could boil it down to 3 5 you know that oh sure yeah the the the, the priorities are that everything's not equal as it were mm.
1: yeah i mean you would think when ferrari say set about making the puro Sangway suv they sit down and they go well what should it be well it should be the best driving SUV slash not SUV, whatever they want to call it, should be the best one of the best one to drive in the world. Yeah. Now, that's your starting point, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, and then you go from there. Yeah, best but, looking. Yeah, but I. Th- uh, but in short, Richard, I think cost comes into it pretty quickly. I would say, especially for lower end things. And I mean, size, be, size is yeah. the other, isn't
0: it? You know, yeah. you know it just has to. A, an Emira is naturally um, aligned with an A110 because they're broadly the same size and height and all that mm. sort of thing.
1: Yeah, can't imagine. Can't imagine a car in which you don't consider cost very early in the process. Yeah. Maybe only something like a Bugatti Chiron. But even then they've got to make money out of it, haven't they? You know, yeah. They've got to it's gotta it's gotta yeah. wipe wash its face. Indeed. So anyway, thanks for your notes, uh, Richard. Steve, let's move on to your column. Uh first item. Actually I drove one of these the other day too. Genesis G V sixty. Yeah. You've, inter- had one, you've had one in.
0: Yeah, I've got one in right now. And yeah. and uh it's Interesting car. I'm I'm well taken with the styling. That's a thing, mm. and I like, I like most of the values of those, those Hyundai, Kia, Genesis family cars. And it, you know, I think it's a lovely looking thing. It's a bit shorter than the, the other Koreans, mm. but I wish it rode better. Yeah, it's just that uh, it's the thing we discovered with the Mustang Mach-E. It, there's something about the ride, the the sort of twenty mile an hour ride for me that That not right with these cars and I I want somebody really clever to come along and tell me what the problem is Mm. it it, it's not a disaster and there are plenty of people who aren't gonna fall over it Mm. to the extent that we do but but we just know what cars like that can be like Mm. and the 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 great um, problem for me is that normally you associate weight i.e. EV mass Mm with with a soft ride but it just doesn't seem to be the case with some of these
1: no it's funny isn't it i it i I drove one on wednesday after writing after reading your column item and i and i got in it and i went down the road and i thought oh yeah you're absolutely spot on there's something there's something that's not quite right about the plushness in the way that the so the hyundai Ionic 5 and the kia ev6 you know similarly sized sort of cars they're much more pliant, aren't they, than the Genesis yeah. in that respect, I thought. Yeah. I, enjoy, I mean, I enjoyed the car, yep. and I like the boost button. You yeah. push on the steering wheel, it suddenly clamps the seats together and gives you about a million horsepower, as far as I can tell. That's but, you know, That's quite good fun. But
0: Yeah, and, the, but, yeah. and the, beautifully finished inside, mm. and the, I love the graphics and the switchgear and all that. I, I think I'm not knocking the car, actually. Mm. I think, I find it desirable, mm. but I just wish it was that to me, that's finished. It's interesting. I was talking to the to the chief engineer of the Aston DBX seven o seven the other mm-hmm. day because they had one at Goodwood and it was being hurled around the circuit. Yeah, and I talked to him about this business of mass versus comfort, and he was all about how there's a there's a place that you start when you when you're getting the the, the damping together, and and not everyone who builds an EV starts there. He believes that that the the cars are, are built for the for the electronic input rather than from a natural state, as it were. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it'll it'll come out. I, but but it it ain't right for any of these cars, or, or you know, it's not perfect. The none of them that you really think, God, that isn't that impressive. Mm.
1: David um, is a right-handed. Expert who who looks after A one tens Alpine A one tens. Ah yes, David Pook who yeah. does who used to be a, a, a Jaguar Land Rover SV, oh and stuff like that. And he yeah. did say that at in the in the early stages of EV conception and the the weight was going to be big that ride handling engineers or would spec early on fairly big anti roll bars because they thought well we need to keep we need to keep on top of this body movement of a heavy body. But then, actually, as it as they develop them, they start to go. Oh, actually, the center of gravity is so low, we don't need such a thick anti roll bar. And the and the anti roll bar thickness or strength means that you start to lose independence in the suspension because what you uh, do to one side yeah. affects the other. Of course. But most manufacturers seem to be on top of it. Yeah, now. they seem to have got the hang of that. But maybe, yeah. maybe this GV sixty is. Well, it's it's not quite like you say that the Mustang might no, be. I, not, I, I still quite want quite an right improvement, yet. but <laughs> it's a good car, isn't it? The rest
0: otherwise. of the car hits such mm. such a high spot. I love the styling, and yeah. and uh, you know, as I say, the interior, the way it goes down the road, the powertrain, and you know, it boot up the backside. God yeah. knows, Yeah, it's fast, is not it?
1: Yeah. Um, you just mentioned Aston. That is a point in your column as well. Uh, point three in your column this week, where things seem to be on the up.
0: Yeah. Well, I just think they, they've put together a bunch of of um, of Pieces of good news, haven't they? Mm. Alonso's done well in the in the Grand Prix. Um, he did tremendously see, well in the Grand Prix, didn't, oh, it? didn't it's he? fantastic. Well. It, yeah. And it, I love his, I love his indomitability. That bloke, you know.
1: Yeah. I'm um, all. Uh, I, there was a column by uh, Matthew Said in the Times the other day talking about Jimmy Anderson who is 40, the England cricketer. Yeah. and still one of the best bowlers in the world and stuff like that. And at the end, he says, I think i just like to see old blokes doing well because it gives hope to all of us in middle age. It's and you a fact, think, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, I'll go with that. And so, yes, Alonso is
0: 40, yeah. is he all thereabouts? 40, yeah. yeah. But also Aston have, you know, they've done a good thing with the 707, which is, mm-hmm. which is you know, a fine car, massive, but fine. Um, they've made a profit. You know, who knows whether they'll make another profit, but... Mm. But I mean, and the share price has turned up a bit. It's 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 gone up from sixpence to ninepence. I mean, it isn't. It's not. Uh,
1: if you treat it in percentage terms, that's quite yeah. impressive.
0: Yeah, but, but uh, it's ah, um, oh, you know, I just like to, we want them to do well, don't we? we do. And we, yeah, and we it's 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 horrible. That sometimes our job, but sort of pointing out their disasters because, mm. you know, it's a it's a it's a worthy company, all many years old, and deserves to succeed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We There's come some at some great small.
0: people there and clever,
1: terrific people. Yeah, and we are predisposed to well, to, well, to like cars in the first place, but also they make good-looking, nice to pleasant to drive cars, don't
0: they? That's the yeah, you see thing. them on the road. Don't you right. I was looking at DB9 the other day, 2003 was it the, when they came out? Mm. Still looks great.
1: It does, I think. Yeah, you wouldn't be. Uh, we'll come on to the Cropley Garage a bit later. You oh. wouldn't be tempted with something like that.
0: Um, not really. No, I, I I'm not really. A, I don't care that much about performance The, the Alpine's got enough performance for me, mm. and I'm so happy with it. And the, and more important, the steering committee is so happy with it that yeah. I I don't think we'd get rid of that one easily. That's interesting.
1: And it, you you you've talked about this. You kind of need cars that do different things to each other if you have more than yeah, one car. I think, you and do. I guess, I suppose, weird to think, but a DB9 would do similar things to an A110 in your life.
0: It, I guess. it would. Yeah, it would be the same. You know. Um, special occasion you know, the A110's not that special but we treat it as special and, mm. and uh, you know, I like it when it's clean and I like the interior to be immaculato and I, I like to leave it fueled up and all that, it's just <laughs> a bit stupid but there you are. That's
1: nice uh, Let's talk e-fuels etc is, is what my little heading says but there's yeah some more noise around uh, synthetic fuels so on and so forth isn't there this week?
0: Yeah quite a bit I'm interested in the fact that the there's been this move in italy and germany in particular to to uh, fail to ratify the the eu con- um laws that have that have attempted to to make uh evs mandatory from 2035 hmm. because they see that, you know some of the um transport authorities in these two countries see a strong case for e- for e fuels and hmm. People like Ferrari, people like Porsche, and now I was talking to Adrian Hallmark, the boss of Bentley, the other day, and he, you know, he, he would say this because he's in the group, but mm. but he also has. He makes cars that would respond very well to to e fuels. Mm. The problem, he says, he's I don't know, I'm sure you've talked to Adrian Hallmark as much as I have, but he's one of these people that can put things into context. Yeah, and he says, um, full. A supply of of e-fuels isn't going to happen you no. know it couldn't happen before no. 2050 mm. but what is possible would be be sort of r 30 r40 you know so a fairly large apparently e-fuels are mixable with fossil fuels mm-hmm. um, and you could reduce the co2 uh con- contribution to the atmosphere by using them as a mixer mm. um and he sees that you know in the 2030s okay so it's his word was, it's got legs, but it isn't going to be the silver bullet.
1: Yeah. So is your understanding that they you, they can't make they couldn't make enough yeah to effectively replace oil yeah. based. That's fuels, it. As yeah, it. Sorry. Was, yeah. But uh, you could have a certain a limited number of cars which respond well. So, for example, fast sports cars, lightweight sports cars, yeah. anything that has to go GT racing because racing long distances on electricity is. Problematic yeah. because the batteries are too heavy and they don't charge quickly enough and blah blah blah. Yeah, but you so it, but you could so you could run specialist cars if you like yeah. on e fuels and most mainstream cars would go battery electric. Yeah, is I think the, so.
0: And, and but it would allow you to, you know, if you wanted to keep making them McLaren speed tail, you know, yeah. keep that kind of thing. Yeah, and keep fueling it. Mm. I think is a pretty. I, I just don't see why we can't have the option.
1: Mm. And when cars are. So, I mean, the European market alone is, what, 30-odd million cars a year, maybe? Yeah. Or yep. more?
0: Uh, and we're talking... Yeah, it might not be quite 30, but, it would, you know, certainly 20. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. you know, we're talking a, a, a few thousand, effectively, aren't we? Staying yeah. Staying on e fuels, which yeah. is not, you know, which in comparison is not a huge amount.
0: But, it, and, but it, the thing is, it does no harm. It just mm. takes CO2 out of the atmosphere and puts it back again. It yeah. doesn't... Sort of recycles it, if you want to use a yeah, 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 buzzword.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel quite positive about that. Me too. And I think uh, what I'm reminded of is the, uh, the legislation, had light bulb legislation said, sorry, you've got to move away from your normal light bulbs at home and you have to have these new, you have to have these new ones that we had for a while. Yeah. It would have kiboshed the idea of LEDs because they just wouldn't have been you know, able to use them. Actually, it, saying this is what you have to do with CO2 Rather than this is the technology you have to use. Yeah. Engineers are great at coming up with the technology. Just give them the parameters. Give to them work the target. Within, yeah, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah Richard Parry Jones used to, do, you know, used to say this. Give us the target. Just don't tell it. Don't prescribe the means. Yeah, and yeah. It makes all the sense, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, in, I in so. your own life, you know, you don't want <clears throat> to. You know, you've got to wear a pair of trousers down the street. You just want to be told what what trousers. Yeah. Exactly. By the law. Yes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Honda had a thing. I think the California. Air Resources Board whenever it was whenever they first mandated catalytic converters in California Honda's engines already met all of the all of the regulations without it and yeah. they were like well why, why do we have to fit one this, this engine is already it burns fuel well enough it's, it's already clean enough that it meets these regulations yeah. but the the regs were no 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 you've got to have a catalytic yeah. converter so and that's the that's that's kind of where we're at isn't it yeah that it does not make the, sense yeah yeah um We're going to take a quick break. Steve and I will be back with more uh, from My Week in Cars in a couple of minutes. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello and welcome back to episode 28 of my week in cars. You can write to us autocar at haymarket.com and Jonathan Evans has done that. I think we're going to use this letter in the magazine as well as on the pod. I think our chief sub was saying this is going to be Letter of the Week. no wow. So, Jonathan, you'll get a Letter of the Week prize as well as a mug. If you send us your address, I'll send you a mug. It's almost an earner. Yeah, there's another batch about to go out. By the way, if, you're, if you are waiting for a mug, we're going to send another batch out uh, in the next week or so. Um, anyway, Jonathan says, I have listened with interest when you talk about the cost of new cars and the industry-wide push towards luxury, high-end, electric car lifespan and Ford's decision to stop making the Fiesta and other people's uh, binning of entry-level affordable cars. Um, Jonathan's a bit sad about this. And he says, if the industry keeps going this way, many people may well be uh, priced off the road. And it got me thinking how this might be afforded. Surely there's a need for a pared down and basic car able to keep people on the road by cutting the bloat and costly features like Datsia, but even more affordable. To illustrate it, I have a 20-year-old Ford Galaxy I bought nine years ago. Uh, many of its features no longer work, but it does the most important job very well, which is to carry but carry reliably a family around. You know, it made me realise how a lot of options and comforts are nice to have, but by no means essential. Do you think the motor industry will ever offer such a car
0: again? Well, I reckon they will, yeah. <clears throat> the thing I think the thing we have to all bear in mind is that is that this is a time of massive, massive change, and yeah. and um, uh, the thing that shapes the industry, <clears throat> you know, the things that think it ultimately gives us the cars we we have is demand. Mm. So if there's a demand for these cars and they can be economically built, and you can bet the industry will bend its back to make sure they can be economically built, then they will appear. It's mm. just a matter of waiting. What we're finding at the moment is that the economic the the most affordable ev for the motor industry at the moment is a is a large car with a big battery and a you know and a big price mm. but upstairs you know we, you and i are we're recording this in the storeroom aren't we but <laughs> Here we are but uh, but upstairs they're writing about a new vw twenty five euro vw ev which mm. is looks a bit like a polo um Shaped a bit like a, um, sized a bit like a. Polo. Is this the two all? Is that what yeah. you call it?
1: ID two all? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: to depending me,
1: on, depending uh, on where you put the emphasis, it sounds like a score draw or. <laughs> or
0: it does. Or not, it does. Yeah. Crackers, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, I suppose it's just showing that it's hard to come up with names, but mm. Polo would do it for me. Polo would be fine, yeah. But uh, anyway, I just think those cars are coming and, and we keep on being sort of threatened is probably the wrong word for this, but by a lot of. Chinese EV city cars, yeah. including Smart, mm-hmm. um, they're coming along. They're, the The industry, the local industry, is going to have to compete with these cars or lose a great deal of its mm. uh, market. So, you just got to bear in mind that we are on the way to somewhere. <clears throat> I absolutely support uh, Jonathan's thinking about uh, having less gadgetry you, yeah. we, we, you know we you know i we've had this experience repeatedly haven't we you just get in a simple car and think god isn't this nice isn't this pleasant
1: yeah i got in an audi tt this week which is just about to disappear from sale so it's the iconic edition so it's, ex- it's expensive it's not a cheap affordable car it you know it is an expensive car with a big engine and a, a high-tech spec but it doesn't have a touchscreen it has a digital instrument panel and the old iDrive controller on the middle of the center transmission tunnel rather than you know yeah, it's it's, got, it's got less it's got less in it yeah and i and i thought this is about the level i want actually this is yeah this is about right i don't have to turn off a steering thing that doesn't work properly it doesn't seem to have a forward-facing camera for all kinds of other stuff uh, or the, right and, and lights flashing and things going off here and there and i thought yeah this is about this is this if anything, it's it's over spec for what I need. You know, it's yeah, it's ideal. No,
0: I agree. Yeah. And in our job, we we find ourselves occasionally in something like a Mark One and Leeds, don't we? Which is which has just got a, in effect, you know, a piece of metal for the dashboard, and there's yeah. a there's a couple of instruments and a one or two switches, and but you get on with changing the gears and pressing the clutch, yeah. don't you?
1: Turn this for warmer and turn it back for colder. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's it. It takes a second. It is worth remembering, as well, I think, isn't it? That at the moment, because of the chip shortage we've had and all the other stuff that we've gone through supply has been limited and therefore manufacturers have been focusing on higher end models oh the one because they can, they can sell them yes at the moment you know.
0: yeah but in fact that was another bentley story that they, they've had no trouble with chips they've had had some scares but they've had no trouble with chip supply because mm-hmm. the, every car is such a profit owner
1: yeah yeah and if you are a big company and you're selling cars from small to cheap you will uh, sorry from cheap to expensive you you may as well make the expensive ones because they're the ones that will make you any money and the dealers will help you with that and right? the dealers will help with that yeah and you know if and also i mean borrowing money has been pretty affordable of late and if residual values are strong because there are so few cars to be had then finance is quite affordable for some people, even on an expensive car, yeah. So, but that may change as the chip shortage eases. You know, these things may change again on to cheap-ish cars, simple cars, straightforward cars. A bit from my column: e. the petrol and diesel Citroen bilingo are back. I don't know why I'm smiling and quite chuffed about this, but it's. I don't. It. I think the reason is, as Jonathan says, uh, you know, it gives. They're cheaper than the Eberlingo, which replaced them. So the petrol and diesel ones were, were binned off at the start of last year, I think. And um, Citroën said, we're only going to make the Eberlingo from now on. And it was about 30 something grand rather than 25. Yeah. Uh, but it's clearly that sort of car where demand has said, you know, people have come along and said, yeah, you know, I like the Berlingo. But what I really want is the ability to fill it up at the start of the month and yeah. forget about it. Or I can't charge it at home. Or I'm not, re- my lifestyle does not yet fit a thing and it has returned about £25,000. And what I like about that is that I know people whose lives don't suit electric driving and yep. may not do any time soon, and now they have a car, a spacious car, a fairly straightforward car, but in five, six years' time down the road, there is another model
0: available to them yeah.
1: as a used car. And I think that's why I'm pleased that it's back.
0: Yeah, it's your kind of car too, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you like you you like cars that work. You, yeah,
1: you know, and, it, you know, I... I Life, My life at home doesn't always suit, you know, the, the whole family's life does not suit an EV necessarily. No. And it's the sort of thing you think, yeah, I could
0: see us in one of those yeah. in a few years' time. I'm just glad to see the Berlingo back in a form that I identify with because mm. you, you, you remember we ran one at home for 19 years and, and uh, when it disappeared, I was... I was sort of somewhat outraged because I just didn't see it as an environmental offender.
1: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's not an ob- it's not an obnoxious car, no. is it in any way? It's a it's a practical tool, and yeah. that's the thing. You think, crikey, there's other things you could take off the road yeah. first. But I suppose inevitably, as per Jonathan's point, you'd stop making that because it doesn't make you a lot of profit. No. So you'll make you'll stop something else.
0: But ironically the, the the Berlingo, the petrol Berlingo we did have, which one of our photographers used, do you remember? They were still making the petrol panel van and he yes. used one of those for a while and that yeah. was chock of luck with goodies. I mean it had a it had an automatic transmission, yeah. it had um it had, you know, really all the smockets and frippets, really. Yeah. It was, it, <laughs> <Smockets> was <laughs> it was really um you know, well equipped.
1: Yeah. Enjoyable car, actually. I thought, oh, oh great, oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. Was liked
0: buggered that. A, it was a drag
1: to give it back, <laughs> it was, it was painful. He is now running. Have you, have you he's now got a Kangoo, Renault Kangoo panel van mm. instead. <sighs> might have to a, lift that for a weekend, do, but it's not as good, really. Yeah, with all, with due apologies to Renault, it's not as it's the, the engine's noisier, doesn't ride so well. Petrol, uh, oh, crikey, I can't remember now, yes, uh. <laughs> I drove it three weeks ago, but anyway, it's, it's less refined, okay. it doesn't ride so well, it's not as plush inside, it's, and apparently they are, I thought, well, maybe it's a cheaper thing, but Max was saying, no, 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 they're, a, they're on the level, they're on the same price.
0: I think we need to invite Citroën to lend us one of these Berlingos for a while. We could do with one of those, couldn't we? Yeah, I think so. Easy.
1: We could record pods in it rather than in the store. That be it, downstairs. It? Oh, let's do it? Let's do an
0: episode from the back of the <laughs> from Berlingo. From the back of a, a Berlingo.
1: Yeah, we could get it liveried up in, uh, in, <laughs> in Berlingo, in, in my weekend car's livery. Uh, let's move on to... Uh, we could, there's a tiny bit in my second part of my column. Go for it. Very small. Um, in Latvia... They've started confiscating cars from drink drivers. And apparently, Latvia has a bit of a problem with drink drivers. There's yeah. a, quite a lot of them, so they're confiscating around three and a half thousand cars a year. Then so they would sell them on. So
0: that's the that's the, the procedure is is if you if you fall out of shape with the with the law, they take your car. They away. They take
1: your car away and they'll flog it at auction. That wow. is the that is. I don't know if it happens to all drink drivers, but it certainly has happened a fair bit. And I think Latvia has a bit of a an issue with it. They they estimate the highest rates in Europe for it. Anyway, there's, they've got so many cars to flog. Somebody said, you know what, the better thing to do, because we can't sell them all, is stick them on a transporter and take them to Ukraine, where they could do with some vehicles to get around, because you know so many up in end up in strife yeah. over there. So they've started donating them to Ukraine, which I thought, well, quite a nice idea. You what could great extend that over here, you know, if you get into a bit of trouble on your way home, <laughs> or when they say those, you know, we've all seen those adverts, untaxed car. We could crush it. We could take it away and crush it. Yeah. Well. If it's useful, if it's a yeah, useful pickup or something, stick it on a transporter and take it eastward. Yeah. yeah I love useful. the
0: bit on the end of your column where you say um, that, uh, you know, if you're into strife with your X6, maybe that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, you're sort of, what's that, a sort of 70,000-pound car? Yeah, exactly. Send that over. Yeah, pretending to be rugged, so send yeah. it over. and See yeah, if yeah, it can see, really see do the visit. Is. Yeah, see yeah. if they can
1: take the tailgate off and stick the mortar <laughs> in the back and make use of it, actually make use of what it pretends to be. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, four by fours. You've had this Wrangler in. Should yeah. we revisit what you think of the Wrangler after a, a week or so of driving it?
0: Um, I liked it. I thought mm. it was it was very plainly an extremely capable off-roader. I think it wasn't wasn't sort of madly refined on the road, but mm. but quite a good engine, two hundred and seventy-six horsepower, I think, yep. from a turbo two-liter. Um, Blameless car, you know i could I can imagine uh, uh well, you said I think you know you in your dream household, if you lived in the u s you'd have one. Mm. I think I
1: probably would, yeah, I think I would one, it doesn't feel quite so big over there, and two, you just they have the space to use them a bit, don't they, they for the yeah, you know the space to get to make the most of them, but we we come back to this conversation because we're talk we where well, you've been thinking
0: about a Ford Ranger Raptor oh, joining mate. your the <laughs> fleet. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really taken with this machine. It would yeah. be the stupidest car you could possibly buy, but then, you know, <laughs> to hell okay. with it. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean,
1: you've got sensible cars, haven't you? Yeah, so well,
0: fairly sensible. Yeah, reasonably sensible. I mean, we would have then four cars that were that all did something different. Yeah, I mean, you could say there was a clash between the 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 Duster and the and the Raptor if we bought one, but the but. The duster is small, and yeah. and you know you leave it places, and you you know you use it to, I don't know, pick up a Christmas tree or whatever you like. You know yeah. that it's, it's it's and also everybody in the family is insured for it. And but the I was just taken with this thing and the beautiful damping and the and the amazing long wheelbase ride and and it's more manoeuvrable than you think it is. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> It would be stupid. I'm I'm susceptible to Fords. My grandfather was a Ford dealer. He sold Model Ts and Model As in Australia. I just always had some sort of a ridiculous affinity to Fords. I mm. will tell you what. Can I just go back to the to the Jeep though? Yeah. The one thing yes, that yes, yes. I loved about the Jeep was the control. It was a switchgear and control layout. Oh, yeah. Don't you think it was that the compactness of that mm. that whole arrangement? You know, with the you know all the window switches and all the all the vent stuff and it it was all beautifully compact and understandable yeah and there was a push switch for everything that needed to be on or off and there was a knob for everything that needed to be varied and i thought their hierarchy of controls was great among the best i've seen in a long time
1: i i totally agree yeah totally agree and you know, there's stuff on the steering wheel if you want it in the right place, yeah. As well, yeah. I absolutely agree. It's, it's somebody's thought about if you are preoccupied doing other things and you, but you want to disconnect the sway bars, or whatever it might be, you want to turn the temperature up and down, but actually you're halfway up a rock at the same time. You know, you can, you can do that sort yeah. of stuff, and it works. But as a result, that works really well on the road in normal driving too. Yeah, yeah. I really like a Wrangler, and it's there's a there's an honesty about them yeah. and a straightforwardness about them that i really like and that and styling is
0: very no, well expressed yeah. in that car i think yeah and it, it reads straight back to 1944 or whenever yeah, it was 1941 yeah,
1: real nice continuity about it in a a bit like a porsche 911 you know you can see where it came from okay. where it how it has got to where it is Yep. and the fact that you can still take the doors off yeah. the, take the roof off flick the window and you wind screen it. down yeah. i mean i don't think you're well, presumably you're not allowed to drive without doors in the uk i guess Do you or have to about. have a chain across them or something isn't there some you can spec a excuse me you can spec a bar that comes across yeah you can spec a sort of a half door and uh i drove the jeep gladiator in uh, which is the pickup version we don't get in the uk oh that's a great machine and did some it is a cool machine and did and on the on the launch of that car there was some some wading somewhat deeper than they expected because <laughs> it had rained a lot oh, so and uh, so this was so yeah so some of us are going through with the doors on and that's fine but a couple of a couple of brave chaps who went yeah we'll take the one with no doors that's just got the bars across and you just go into the wading and the entire interior so you're up to your up. shins it, and absolutely, they were absolutely up to their waists in, oh, in water it was but it was a bit it was it was it was hairy because it was you know when you sort of like to get a little bow wave going and yeah. you think oh now we're wading it was properly up to the top of the bonnet the water mm-hmm. we were wading through impressive and i like that i'm a sucker for all that i like all that i like it as much as i like going 200 miles an hour in a ferrari and knowing i'm not going to do this very often but i love knowing it will do it yeah i feel the same way about jeeps but yeah. i think if i had something like that i would do it more often than i would because you can go to a pay and play quarry day yeah. and mess around with a four by four for like 40 quid yeah in 10 miles an hour have a great time cause yeah. no harm cause no noise wear nothing out Yep. you know you might you know you might your number plate might fall off or something but that's about it yeah no i'm with you mate all yeah. the way yeah uh oh yes there's one more thing in your column you talked about defender 110 on the theme of 4 by 4s yeah You've,
0: it's i think it's an anniversary so it's, a, it's okay. 40 years old and yeah. uh, and uh the 110 is is Slightly passed over because the, the the ninety is thought to be cooler and mm. so on. And I, ah, you know, I just like the way they look and proportions are nice. And the picture that we've used in in the magazine to support you know what we're talking about is is a particularly lovely one. So
1: oh, really? So, I've not uh, seen that. Yeah, is it uh, what what era is it? The, oh, early. The, it's the a, early.
0: it's a, so it, um, uh, early coil springs, I <laughs> think. So not leaves, but. Yeah. Um, you know, not not um, very complex mechanically at all. No. Our
1: correspondent James Disdale has a one ten, a TD five. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, early two thousands, I think. Really enjoys it, and he brought it to a job the other week, and I just thought, yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty cool.
0: He pre- presumably has a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids, and the kids love it. Yeah, them, yeah don't they? the
1: kids kids love Land Rovers, don't they? Because they. Yeah. and they. I always think they make. I mean, if you, know, if you exclude the fact they don't have many of the modern safety fripperies, but I think they make great family cars because the visibility out is fantastic. Yeah. You know, big, big uh, glass area. And uh, certainly in my era, when I've got a, a 90, these seats are sideways facing in the back. So if you've got a, a family of four sitting in there, you know, it's very sociable in terms of chatting to each other. It's really you know easy to talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, And the packaging is extraordinary, even on a one hundred and ten. We got one; somebody drove into the back of our ninety, and we got a one hundred and ten courtesy car for a little while, which came with orange lights on the roof because they the only place they could the insurer sourced it from one of these kind of uh, agricultural slash building construction companies. So it turned up, but it was. Shorter, I think, than a Nissan Primera. I think the long one is only like four point six, four point five meters long. Yeah, really short. Didn't know that. Yeah. I suppose
0: it's because they're so straight up and down, are they? There's yeah, no yeah, yeah. no
1: streamlined bits at all. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the long, the new one is quite a lot, quite a lot bigger. The a new lot, one,
0: isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, I. Well, you know what I like about def- I mean, you're you're a defender exponent. You know all this, but but I just love the the usefulness of the roof. You know, you can bung mm. stuff on the roof or you. Yeah. You know, it's somehow more. It's it's more of a useful uh panel piece than uh, usual.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a roof rack which is currently off because it can make it the Probably car too noisy too, but noisy and I mean the economy's not great either way. But it makes it a bit too tall for a lot of car parks because ah, right. they're borderline two meters tall, and then the roof rack can take it. Because ours is a cheap roof rack, it can take it over. Yeah. But yes, yeah, such a such a. You just go, well, what am I going to do with this? Well, oh, I'll just strap it to the roof. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. And what am I going to do with the fence panel? Well, I'll strap it to the roof. That'll be all right. In a way that such you a, just can't with other things.
0: Honestly, such a cheerful car Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it'll, oh, I love them. I think we'll have it forever. I, think, <laughs> I, I bet think. you will. Yeah. So, well, that brings us to the end of this week's pod. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Matt. It's, it's always good. A, it's so nice to do this, isn't it? I it really is. It's it, like, of my working are we, week.
0: Are we really getting paid for this? You know, I know. Go, I just just like yeah. someone to tell confirm <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> uh,
1: you can write to us at Haymarket at uh, no sorry autocar at haymarket.com. If you want to write to us, you can find autocar at autocar.co.uk. We uh, have a magazine every week. It's digital or on print, as it has been every week since 1895. There's a vid this week, and it's the Ford Ranger Raptor versus the Jeep Wrangler off-road. Oh, not to be missed. Not to be missed. That's over on the YouTube and um, I've got to write a feature on it. Is that your video? Later today. That's my that? video. Yeah, me and Matt Saunders, the road test editor. Oh, mate. I'm busting uh, uh, that. that. And yeah, I've got to write the feature before I go home today. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to do that. Uh, so thanks for joining us. We are back at your favourite pod provider this time next week. Cheerio.